What's the crack? Welcome back to the Irish Vice podcast. We are back to cover the Manchester United versus Wolves game this evening. United away to Wolves and a big starting point, Mum. That team shape. How are you feeling about that one? Well, first of all, hello everyone. And I'm absolutely gutted at that decision. I really am. I'm so disappointed. As an avid supporter of Ericsson Hag, why do you think he's made that decision? I... No, I, I, I can't worry. I can't come up with, is that his stamp on the team to say, I am the boss, I will pick the team, I don't care what the media says, I don't care what way that um, it plays out in the media. Like, it's just another talking, external talking point for the media. We, we have watched some of the, the YouTubers tonight, yep. and all of them cannot understand that decision. And rightfully so. I'm, actually, I'm sorry to interrupt. That is his best team on paper. It is, yeah. It is his best team on paper. No, but I'd argue that it's not. I, I would say that Bayender did enough in the Newport game to... Oh, sorry. Apart from, apart from the goalkeeping. But yeah. that's his best outfield team on paper. I mean, the Marcus Rashford situation speaks for itself, right? I'm not surprised or shocked that this happened. This is typical Ericsson Hag. He has his favourites and he defends them to the hilt. I think if we look back at the Anthony situation, when Anthony was going through his issues and whatever that was off the field, and it was all tracked back, you know, he'd been doing this in Holland, he was doing it over here in England, domestic abuse and whatnot. Looking at it now, there's a pattern there for Ericsson Hag defending players that he likes. Whereas Jaden Sancho, you know, spoke out against the manager and refused to apologise, and that was it. It was over and it was done with. Marcus Rashford makes an absolute fool out of himself, makes a fool out of the football club and is out of us as fans who put our faith in him. Says his apologies to Eric and Hag behind the scenes and gets straight back into the team. He doesn't even get benched. So what, you know, this man has built this whole thing up, right, that he was brought in to bring standards, that he was brought in to bring discipline to the football club. What has he done putting Rashford back into the team? What damage, irrevocable damage, has he done to his reputation? And that, is, that is why I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed that he was brought in to change the culture of Man United, that the players were doing things that they were led off with. The, the tail was wagging the dog. He was brought in to change that. And it's, it's not the, the fact that Marcus Rashford has gone the best for 72 hours, whatever he's done. It's the fact that he missed training. Yeah. He's a professional athlete. He has he, he has to uphold standards. And especially a big club like Man United. He missed training and himself or his entourage lied about the fact that it wasn't Thursday night, it was Wednesday night they were out. Apparently he arrived back in Manchester Airport at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then phoned in sick. Phoned in That's sick. what galls me. I don't care if he drinks the canal dry. That, I don't care about that. But it's a fact that his two fingers up to the club, in other words, I will do what I want. Yeah, and I mean, for me, that shot's been taken now. So what you do now is you punish the player that took that shot Absolutely. and you show you the rest of the squad. You cannot exhibit these behaviours and play for Manchester United. I Look what I did to Cristiano Ronaldo. Look what I did to Jadon Sancho. Look what I will do to any player that crosses me, except the likes of Anthony, Andrew Nana, Marcus Rashford. You know, they're good players, lads. What so they sort can... of message does that send out to the youth coming through into that first team? Well, you've got examples of it in this window. I mean, Hansen Aaron met with uh, the Manchester United. He's been speaking to the manager. He met with the Manchester United higher-ups. He was completely unhappy at their treatment of him and their plan for him moving forwards. 
and he has decided to go on. Now, to all intents and purposes, I've been told this lad is really, really talented. A brilliant footballer in the making. But I'm sure he is sick of seeing the yes boys play in the team. Scott McTominay gets minutes all the time, but we can't bring in a 21-year-old talent. You know, he's seen Kobe Mayo come through, and I agree with Kobe Mayo coming through, but he has seen Mason Mount be bought in the summer transfer window. Mason Mount, who has been bought, plays a similar style of football to Hanson Arn, and has been out injured for ages, but Hanson Arn doesn't get a chance. So he's very, you know, he will come through and he will turn around and say, youth players need to be handled with care and handled with caution and treated lightly and blah, 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 blah. Yet he'll play Anthony every week he has the chance when Anthony's playing well. Who, in my opinion, is a youth player. He's a young player. Yeah, but he dropped Anthony for tonight's game because he can't drop Garnacho for Rashford. No. That's That's the laughing. of favouritism. Completely. And as you say, Marcus Rashford, the big difference between Sancho and Marcus Rashford is Marcus Rashford went with his tail between his legs with his agent, who is his brother, on Monday and apologised. Exactly. Yeah. It's sickening. It is sickening to see the double standard. That's like the headmaster in the grammar school. Instead of professional professional men that are supposed to be in, in a man's sport. I agree with you on standards, but he's broke the mold now. He, he has no sway in that dressing room, in my opinion. He has lost so much respect tonight, I would say, across the fan base and across football as a whole because he has shown that all you need to do to get out of your bad behaviour is smile, apologise, and that's you. Kieran Stoundis, it's crack. Hello. How do you feel about the theme sheet? Um, well, I was saying, saying to you earlier on, really, I'm not happy with Rashford starting, as I'm sure a lot of the fan base aren't. Yeah. I was expecting maybe, okay, he was dropped for the Newport game and... Maybe he might put him on the bench because at the end of the day we need to pick up points in the Premier League. And, you know, we've heard the press conferences this week and saying, oh, it's internal matter and he's done whatever and he's been fined and everything else. So I expect that at least the bench, but I'm disappointed he's starting. Yeah. But I'm not surprised at the same time as what I... <laughs> Do you know what annoys me the most about this? This is what annoys me, right? Marcus Rashford, yes, is a very, very good footballer. Right, United have put him onto a pedestal now where he is behaving like an absolute dickhead. Let's call a spade a spade because he seems to think that he has made it now. He has this massive contract. He's the hero of last season. He can do whatever he wants, right? Yeah. But you have just shown that lad that you believe that as well now. I'm talking about Eric Ten Hag here. Ten Hag has shown Marcus Rashford that yes, we probably agree with your opinion of yourself. You are undroppable. I have Anthony free tonight and I have Ahmed Diallo free sitting on the bench but I need you to play Marcus. No, you don't. Now would have been the time to make a stand and show this authoritarian the crap that he keeps going on about. Because I'm calling it crap now. Because it was brilliant and he came out with standards and everything that sounded brilliant as a soundbite when he was dealing with Sancho. But I think he's let himself down a bag full of this one, Kieran. Really do. Like, Mark, what Marcus Rashford did was unbecoming of any professional footballer, let alone one of our superstars in a season where he really has no right to be over here partying because of how poor we're playing. No, that's what I was, well, a point I was going to make. If he was firing the way he was last season, would there be any word about it? Yeah, I mean, no. I, I, I made so. this point to mum earlier. Like, if you look at Jack Grealish, when Jack Grealish had his wee thing and he missed yeah. him or whatever, uh, we all laughed it off me like, ah, oh, Jack's being oh, silly. Jack's the Because Jack won the Champions League mm. and was instrumental in a treble. Fair play, Jack. You want to get drunk and take a day off training, you're going to get fined. But to laugh and a giggle and get yourself back for next week. But Marcus Rashford just either has no social awareness or he believes he's above the situation at United now. He's got things gone to his head last season, maybe. Yeah. 
But his manager has just proven it to him. You know what I mean? If you have a player like that, the only way to bring them back down to earth, right, is to have a professional conversation, to turn around and go, look, you are a spoke here, lad. You're not the wheel. You know, you have to turn up and give us everything so that you have the right to play for Manchester United. Not, we need you so you can do whatever you want and turn up and play and train and do whatever suits you. You can't do that. Professional standards have to be met. But what we've turned around to Marcus Rashford now and said is, hey, do us a favour and don't do that again, will you? Made us look a wee bit bad, but we're still not going to drop you. I can't get on board with that. Yeah, read the room. Yeah, He needs to read the room because, as I say, I go on forums, I just read them. And the YouTubers... And the backlash tomorrow, especially if we lose, oh, will be, be unbelievable. unbelievable. It'll be a tidal wave of abuse. Is Onana a bigger decision? I'm kind of not surprised because he didn't really play in the African Cup Nations. He played he one game, Kieran, and he's the only goalkeeper in the tournament that never made a save. Yeah. That just it's ridiculous. It. It's brutal. And, and like, that keeper, Tur- Tur- Turkish keeper, didn't do... He let in two goals against Newport, like. I bought him this deflection. He had no chance of that one. Yeah. Aye, the sort of wondrous looking one was a deflection. I yeah. thought he was soft for the second, I'm not going to lie, but I blamed the second on Diogo Dallo. It's first game. Because Dallo started to ball watch him. Yeah. As Dallo likes to do. God forbid that lad come over and actually track back with a left winger. Like, no, no, no. That's the right winger's position, apparently. Don't know who thought that by a play football. But anyway, Onana is a massive decision, I think. You've basically turned around to Bay Ender and said, you shouldn't have came here. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah in the next day looking out. And if Onana was playing well, Mum, I truly believe Bayender would play more. But Eric Ten Hag has to play Onana because Onana has to come good because if Onana doesn't come hat. good, yeah, Onana. he's gonna look shocking here. Yeah. But anyway, who who is your star for tonight, Mum? Mine. Yeah. Um, I think Highland. Okay. Who's your zero? Who has a nightmare? Oh, I'd love to mention the main man. Mm-hmm. Um, easy one. But, yeah, it would be an easy one. Could happen. Rush. Yeah. I know he's an easy go-to, but yeah. Oh, but just, yeah. Kieran, star, player to watch tonight. Star, I'm going to go for Casemiro. Yeah, I could see that. I'm going to say this is a game where he said if we, these have minutes coming up to get fully fit, and hopefully tonight we'll see the real... Yeah, I thought the midfield was decent in the Newport game. It's not like me to make excuses for them, right? But the pitch was pretty poor. The ball kept bobbling up, and yeah, it was kind of a rag a rag of it. I'm expecting a cohesive midfield playing good football tonight, but that's wishful thinking. You're zero. Zero. I think I'm gonna side with everyone here and Onana. I'm gonna. No. I'm gonna. I'm not going for the easy one. I'm going for Dallo. Post Afcon, it's just. (laughs) 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 But yeah, Onana Hanks has always got a mistake in him. And if, especially if we're playing well, one of our rare yeah. good patches, like a, a silly mistake from one arm or a head drop. Do you think Martinez might make a difference? Where I think, I'm hoping so. I'm not, I'm not you two may hope so, because all I heard when he was out was Martinez will make the difference when he comes back. So if he doesn't, he's going to have to eat humble pie. Martin is you can't ask you can't ask is Martin is going to make the difference you've already told us several times okay. Martin is the difference I have to listen to so Martin is has to make a difference tonight yeah I think yeah big big dose of hopium that he yeah. will 
my hero tonight is Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes is going to be the player to watch. I think with Kobe Mainu and Casemiro and both of their defensive sort of box-to-box capabilities, you'll see the best out of Bruno. Because I don't think he's going to have to come as deep for the ball yeah, tonight. I hope he doesn't have to go deep. And no. He says we're only going to actually put a ball into Rasmus. I think he'll have less to do tonight, which might suit him. You know, where he can just be the superstar. He can just sit in the hole, sit in the pocket in the 10 roll and turn around and spray passes out to the wings, into the striker and pick and choose where he wants to play the ball. Because Manu and Casemiro will provide that support to him. So I'm going to go Bruno. My zero tonight. I think this is going to be really hard and really physical against Wolves. And I think O'Neill knows that we're kind of teetering a wee bit. So I'm going to go for Kobe Manu. No reflection on Kobe Manu. But I think Kobe's going to get lost tonight in midfield. Because yeah. that big fella, Lamina, for Wolves, is a big physical unit and he's not nice to play against. He's going to be throwing himself about tonight. So then Kobe make it lost. Overall, though, Mum, score prediction? A very hopeful draw. One each. Yeah, Kieran? Yeah. I'm thinking, I think, I think I sent you a snap earlier. I think that this day, four years ago, I was at Bruno Fernandes' first game against Wolves at Old Trafford. To the day. <laughs> what was the score? It was 0 0. There you go. And Bruno got mad at the match. So I'm, hoping, I'm hoping for not a repeat of that. Please, yeah. and I'll go for two on you, mate. Oh, very hopeful. Very hopeful today. I think this could have goals in it. The more I think about it, and the more I've let myself sit and stew over that team sheet, Manchester United should win this game. That's a very strong Manchester United team. So I'm going to be hopeful and hope that United win tonight. I think there's goals in this. I'm going to go 3 2. Check the sky, Kieran. Is that two blue moons there? Yeah. Or he's hopeful. They have to. This is the strongest team that he can play, right? So if he can't win this game tonight, guys. I do want him sacked. I know I've been really negative towards him and stuff like that, but if he can't win with this team tonight against Wolves in a game he really has to win to keep he us in the top to four, he needs, he needs to, to go. He needs, he needs to win, so especially you, with his selection tonight. So, yes, we'll be back at half time, but I'm hopefully going to say 3 2. Mum, you're going for a draw. Kieran, you think we win 2 1? Yeah. Good stuff. Let's go watch it. Let's See you at half time. Bye. And breathe. It happened again, guys. Manchester United versus Wolves. It doesn't disappoint, like, does it? What do you think of that, Mum? Well, I was at one stage following Daisy Hill because I thought I was taking cardiac arrest. <laughs> <laughs> it was... It, well, the end result was brilliant for us, but it, we should have buried that game in the first half. Yeah. It should have been won in the first half. Yeah. And the amount of chances that we squandered, that is the, the story of our season so far. Yeah, I mean, the first half was so good. Uh, we missed the half-time one, guys, because we had to go out and watch the game elsewhere. Kieran and I went out and had a pint. Well, I had a pint. You had a zero, didn't you? I did. Very responsible. Very responsible. That's working on site and working from home. Yeah, you know? the difference. But uh, <laughs> I'm glad we got to go out and watch it, because I would have hated to miss that one. It was a brilliant game, a very exciting game from start to finish. Never. It's soft. I think if you make contact in this day and age with the player, you know it's going to be given. I thought it was a farce, especially yeah. from last night's yeah. game. I really don't like when VAR single in on that one still image that obviously is going to condone yeah. them giving the penalty. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it was gives... no significant contact at all. No, but if you look, Kieran and I were watching it in the pub, obviously, it was up on the big screen, and I seen it, and Kieran, back me up here. It looked like they were trying to give the penalty, so they did the angle. They were trying to freeze it on the angle where it looked as if, from that camera angle, it looked as if it... But then like, in Cuckoo's last night? But 
there's two but I think mum like not to get bogged down in the penalty because I think there's a lot to talk about here I think they're going to have to stop freeze framing stuff they need to let it play in real time and let the referee see it in real time at a few different angles instead of pausing it down to turn around and say oh yeah actually his boot does flick off Neto's shin and even though Neto dives like he's in a ballet and fires himself to the ground it's still a penalty I thought it was farcical but in this day and age it's, it's a modern day penalty which is the new Sky Sportsism that's been coined when the referees try and condone their own behaviour, it's a modern day penalty. I don't, I don't um, think, I don't think it's very consistent compared to last night. No, definitely. I didn't think it was a penalty. No. If you're, at, I'm not saying I thought it was a penalty. I'm saying I can see why it was given. Um, but if it was, if it was given a penalty, why didn't the book Casemiro? Yeah. So he would have been off. As the consummate Ten Hag hitter, Manchester United were very good in spells tonight. Right, very good, very attacking. I think felt like they let the handbrake off tonight, and they actually went at Wolves. We're still very disorganised looking, aren't we? That we let teams come back into it. Now, as I said, again, we should have been out of sight that first half. Yep. I thought we played some very good football. Um, you could see the, the difference that Martinez makes. And you could see... Um, now, you, you don't really see Harry Maguire fist pumping and, you know... That, yeah. That sort of, you know... <laughs> Gene people up and I like that, that camaraderie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that, yeah. yeah. There's a camaraderie. And it sort of solidifies that defence for me. Yeah. Where there was no solidity before. Yeah. But it was a bit worrying them strapping his foot at the at end. At the end. That hopefully that's precautionary. Not that I have any physio experience, but that to me is an impact injury. You only stick ice directly onto something if somebody has hit you directly on. If it had been muscular, they would have taken him down the tunnel. I'd imagine to have the doctors examine him. So I'm not that worried about it. Uh, I suppose it's a worry in the sense that Manchester United have a fixture schedule that's going to come thick and fast now. So can he play the next game? Maybe not. Not without playing through the pain. But I don't think that's a long-term injury. Hopefully I think someone stood him not. and they were strapping his foot. Uh, Kobe Mainu. Oh. The man of the hour. What a goal, kid. Brilliant. His but composure. I told you, because I, I watched the under-23s matches and I say it to you, I think I texted you one time. Write it down, look out for Kobe Mainu. He is so mature for his age. Mm-hmm. As a player, Kieran, isn't his football intelligence as well? You look at he what he skinned two defenders. Yeah, and for that I finish, I thought they were, they were going to where we're going nowhere there. At that stage uh, of the match, though, Kieran. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, how do you get the the ball? It's just just the the strength, the composure, the skill to get past two players. He's and, a cool customer. And finish it. Mm. Well, do you know what? <laughs> I feel like every game I should pick, my hero is the person that I want to do the best because Bruno Fernandes was absolutely terrible this evening, folks. He was. All game, he was absolutely brutal. His decision-making in the final third was poor. I said to Kieran in the middle of the match, Mum, I think there's something between Rasmus Hoivland and Bruno Fernandes personally. I don't think they like each other. Bruno Fernandes is brilliant at passing the ball to Marcus Rashford, finds him every single time, finds Garnacho in occasions, and then when he has to play the ball to Hovland, it's lacks a days ago. Well, it's captain, a yard or two off. Right, captain or no captain, I haven't seen that. But if that is the case, then words have to be spoken and actions have to be taken. Yeah. Where do you think United went wrong this evening, folks? They let Wolves back into the game. Why? Wait, I have no idea. I'll tell you why. In the first half, I thought our pressing was good. Yeah. I thought we were pressing higher up the pitch. Ras- Rasmus Hoyland is a pressing demon. He is. He really Workhorse. is Workhorse. a pressing demon. But then we let Wolves come back into the game. Is that complacency? 
Because at, at Newport, I thought it was complacency. Yeah, well, I, think, I, think, I, yeah, I think in Newport, it was a bit of, you know, uh, we're... Yeah, we're, it, too, we're cruising you, here. Can, it's, new, yeah. it's Newport, lads. You know... Yeah, but it wasn't Newport tonight. It was bold, and the same thing happened again. Yeah, because it's we went 2-0 we up early on. Yeah, I mean, Manchester United were brilliant in the first half. They were clearly up for it. Marcus Rashford scored a cracking goal. Fair play to him. Uh, I think Manchester United passed the ball really well this evening in spells, in spells and in patches. I don't think that was a 90-minute performance. I think that was a really energetic and, what would you say, they put the effort, they put the shift in tonight to try and get a result. They really, really did. The football's still there, I in my opinion. I absolutely agree, Rory. And do you know what I agree with? When was the last time we put in a 90-minute performance? Yeah. But you're looking at a, a, a roster of players there. Uh, starting 11, that when they put a shift in, when they play with effort and energy, and like they did in the first half, will beat teams. But... Beat any team. Yeah, 110. I agree with that, Kieran. But I think the problem is still, and I'm not going to be negative tonight because it's a brilliant win and I'm buzzing off it, I think the problem is still that our football is not good enough. I think you can. there's a disorganisation in the Manchester United team at the minute that I can only point at the bench for. And when I say the bench, I mean our coaches and our manager. Manchester United should not have gone 4-3 in that game. It should have been 4-5-0. Did 100%. the first goal and the second goal from Wolves, you know, it changed things. It sort of brought an uncertainty to Manchester United. I still think Erickson Hag's in-game management was dire. I never agree with taking one of your forwards off to put a defender on. I never agree with it. Why well, do in certain matches? Certain circumstances. Kobe yeah. mainly had an a bail aside tonight, but it would have blew up in his face. Absolutely, but we're going back to the first half, right? And the chances we missed. Bruno Fernandes missed guilt-edged opportunity, right? To put us 3-0 up. Yeah. Rasmus Hoyland, who's the goalkeeper? Saw? Saw? Saw. Saw. Only he stuck his foot out. That would have been a goal. The offsides two were off, marginal. Two offside goals. I yeah. agree with you, but it didn't happen. No, what? So the first half, to but me, if I'm the manager and I'm in the dugout, is inconsequential. It matters now how I see that game out. And I wouldn't have taken the Ford off to put Johnny Evans on. I think that put Manchester United on the back foot because he expected to be on the back foot. And I don't think that needs to happen. You're the dominant team here. You're Does Manchester United. Three two at that stage. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know why you put Johnny. Fergie Adams would have done that as well. You would have showed up the game. You, yeah, but I, it didn't. I agree. But, where are you saying? But sometimes there? you have to take risks, for it. And it didn't that's, work. That's, yeah, but sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, so right? his in-game management and, is poor. Because it didn't work. Took the risk and it blew up in his face. It's not the first time it's happened. The Copenhagen game is indicative of this. When we thought, right, the Copenhagen game's done, let's throw the extra defender on, we'll shore up the game, blow up in our faces. He's done it a few times this season, though. Well, it worked work there when he brought McTominay on. No, his substitutions... Oh my God, see when Tommy scored that goal, because I was going, oh, Scott McTominay, not again, and then he goes and scores a goal. Yeah, Scott McTominay did exactly what I want Scott McTominay to do for Manchester United, time on, time on, time on, time again. He came in with 20 minutes to go in the game, and he scored. He's our new Fellini. He's the Scottish Fellini. Yeah. That's what he is. And I love Scott McTominay in that role. He gives us such passion and such heart and he was fighting and bickering and rowing and trying to get in amongst the goal line till the end of the game. Loved it. Can't fault the Scott McTominay decision. But I can fault Ericsson Hag for taking on an extra defender. I don't think Wolves were good enough in that game to warrant the extra defender coming on. When you take an extra defender on for an attacker or a midfielder, you are conceding that you think till the end of the game we're going to be under pressure and that we need to shore it up. But they had that's the, the wrong answer at that stage, Rory. 
they were on the front foot at that stage. Well, let me make a statement here, right? And you tell me if I'm sure or false, right? Manchester United played well in spells tonight. Wolves played well in spells tonight. If it wasn't for the brilliance of a teenager who's broke through into the team this year, this season, it would have been 3-3. Yeah, but it wasn't. Exactly. But can we agree on that statement that I made? I'm not saying that it was. I just said it wasn't. If not for the brilliance of a teenager mum bailing us out there at the end of the game, it would have been 3-3. Now, I take massive positives away from this game, but it's the same old, same old. I took positives away from Newport. It's not good enough. That's not going to make top four. This is Wolves. Well, we're seventh at the minute. We are. We're a point behind West Ham, who are playing next. Yeah, and then Villa. And in real terms, we're at points behind fifth. And fourth. And Do you think, based on tonight, and again, I'm not being negative, I just want your honest opinion, on what you've seen tonight, can they make top four? Yes. Based on that performance? Based on that performance, yes. I don't think that performance was bad. I'll, I'll tell you three, well, a few things. Conceded three goals, can Oh, we scored four. Look at the goals. That's, yeah. that's football. But you're playing Wolves. doesn't matter. At home. You're playing Wolves at home. Wolves have lost once at home this season. Once. Okay. Only supporters this season. Football's opinions. Yeah. I, I don't share the same opinion as... Football is about results. And if you score more goals than the opposition, you get your three points. I agree. I think you know. And I thought they were very good in spells. I very thought they were very good in spells. I don't think Manchester United, if they play in spells against the tougher opposition like West Ham and Aston Villa, are going to win it. But football's opinion. So if you believe that, then maybe I'm not seeing what you're seeing. I think United were very, very good tonight in terms of how they've been this season. It was much better. Nowhere near good enough. No. I said you like walking out there, really, like much better. I think 75, 80 minutes, we were yeah. far, far better. But it's those. We we'll have to kill the game so yes, we we'll have to, yes, you know, you're two 0 up, right? Two nils and nothing scoreline. It really is in football. You have to kill the game. You have to bury your chances when you get them. Bruno Fernandez, I love Bruno Fernandez, but he's far too flippant for me. Yes, he, he was there tonight. He was absolutely disgustingly bad. Very wasteful, wasteful is the right word for Kieran. He was wasteful. Wasteful. Anthony as well. For first he should not. Be he should play for pitch. Manchester United. He shouldn't play. He, 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 he caused that goal. I want him sold. That third goal. Yeah. And the, I, I'm, I'm sorry, no credit, disrespect to Wolves, but that was their only creditable goal, I think. Mm. Good goal. How do you think Onana did tonight? No. Absolute shit. Onana's a bomb scare. He is. It, it, it See that, that clearance that Martin is... You know, oh that yeah, that was a goal. That was totally on That Onana. was a goal. Totally. Onana came in in no man's land, completely missed it, punched the player in the face, was taken out again, and Martinez saved him. And you know what, folks? See if Harry Maguire and Varane had been playing, or hadn't been Martinez there, to be aware of that danger. That's a goal. Yeah. That's a different game. I absolutely agree, yeah. He also was very static for the last goal, the third goal from Wolves, I thought. I mean, it goes through Varane's legs, and I think Neto did brilliantly. I'm being hypercritical here. But he's so unaware. He's still still. Yeah. He was so, he has no reflexes. For a goalkeeper playing for what is supposed to be a team aspiring to be a top club, he is awful, absolutely awful. His and I not and expecting. He was in slow motion. I'm reaction. not expecting by Andrew to get a chance. His rea- reactions are brutal. But does Ten Hag live and die on that decision? The we fact that Andrew Nana is costing goals, costing games, costing points. He got his turfed out of the Champions League gate. He did almost single. Oh, it's like. but it's solely down to him. It's on his shoulders. Not, not, not sticking up or making excuses here, but if you're any manager looking at looking at Ronaldo last season, yeah, yeah. Sorry, wouldn't you? Would you not 
I was more excited than any Manchester United fan when he came in. I watched Onana play in the Champions League. I watched the Champions League final when he had his wee spot coming in the Highland. Uh, Highland sorry. There is a personality monster there. But his tenure as Manchester United goalkeeper has been nothing short of abysmal. Like, not even he's been bad. He has been the worst signing I've seen Manchester United make post-Ferguson. He is absolutely... He has shown me nothing. Nothing. Anthony has been bad, right? Onana's worse. I think Onana's conceded 59 goals. Stop. You're talking about a goalkeeper that went off to the AFCON, right? Never made a save in that game in the AFCON. Cost his team the points, was dropped for a second-tier French side goalkeeper, yeah. right? Couldn't get his place back. Came home and took over from Altai Vander. We didn't even consider who started for Fenerbahce last season. Not a bad goalkeeper by any means. No. And our manager decided tonight, no, Onana goes back in. And it cost him a few goals there tonight. Again. And my point to you, Mum, is if it's just on Onana, right? His persistence with playing Andre Onana till the end of the season, that's not going to happen at Villa. Villa are much better than Wolves. United play that way and make those mistakes against Villa, we'll lose. We won't deserve to lose. We'll have played better football and played in the spells, played against Wolves, but we'll lose. And I can't suffer that just because that manager won't get rid of this goalkeeper. He needs to eat his own pride now and accept that he made a massive fuck-up when he signed on and on. Well, his job is on the line. Yeah. So he's big decisions to make. He does. And in retrospect, <laughs> has to be said, we'll have to finish on this one. Marcus Rashford, ladies and gentlemen. He's <laughs> an asshole. Oh, okay. He scored. He's still an asshole. For putting himself in that position... Um, and then again our manager picks him he was very good tonight though he was very good in the first half and mm-hmm. then he United were poor in the second half I don't think we can call that out but, but in the first half the he first was half. Marcus Rashford he in the was, first half he was very good he did his defensive duties he had a point to prove to the fans and he worked his socks off it's the first time I've seen him put in a shift mm-hmm. in a long long time scored and he scored I agree Yeah. yeah should have scored more too him and Biden should have scored yeah. more. I thought Rashford got himself into some brilliant positions tonight. Yeah. And instead of sort of, you, there was a confidence in me watching Marcus Rashford tonight where I thought, oh, something's coming of this. He won so many corners. He played a few balls in the box. He was just so vibrant. But that's the player Marcus Rashford can be if he gets his head together. Well, do you know what? If I have to suffer a drunken episode in Belfast for Marcus Rashford to play that Let way, then keep getting every, pissed. Every weekend. Let him get drunk every weekend. Keep getting pissed. You still bang into all turn, the wee turn waitresses into, you turn want into to. Your training, Marcus. Yeah, that's still, it. He still has the look of the Irish on him. And stop season. lying about your yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd fly him back over to Belfast once He's a week. He's getting McKnight again. Oh no, he likes tequila, doesn't he? He's tequila fan, yeah. Oh, okay. Come on, Marcus, over here and party balls. Party on tequila for two days, wouldn't No, we'd kill him. Oh, yeah. But yes, I think more positive tonight than I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah. Still shades of what the f- is oh, going there is, on. But there is positives. There is, you can see passages of play. Right? Triangles. It's, it's not good enough though, Mum. I'm really happy with tonight's results. I'm, I really going. enjoyed it's watching the match. I it's not good enough. Going to Mullinex, getting a result against Wolves, who are really, really good, really solid at home, is a very good positive. I hope you're right. I suppose I've been stung by 
believing oh, there's false dawns. Absolutely loads. Yeah, of there's false a few dawns. times I think on the podcast, and I'm not throwing shade, but you've said after like the Everton game and stuff. Oh, this is progress. This is momentum. This needs to build. And I've been sitting going, no, I don't think that was good enough football. And then they've gone on a losing streak. But this is his first team now. Marcus Rashford is part of his first team. Oh, yeah. And like it or lump it, this is the way forward. But based on time, there was no... I don't think... Kieran, this one's for you. Mm. I don't think based on talent, I was angry that Marcus Rashford started. No, not based on talent. Marcus Rashford's probably the third best player we have. I'm the same. I agree. He is the third best footballer that we have. He is such a talent when he's on one. I was annoyed at Ericton Hag not making a statement to the rest of the squad. But yes, totally agree. Marcus Rashford starts. Mm. Rashford, when he does what he does in the first half, is a danger to any team. Rashford, Hoyland, Garnacho has to be that front three. Agreed. Absolutely. Anthony needs to be forgotten about case. Or... Cut, cut the losses. Yeah, you have to. Very expensive loss. Yes. Very expensive. With, yeah. with us, the, the only good thing on the horizon here with this Ineos and the money being put in hopefully for the summer transfer window in 24 will they just see who wants to put the feeders out who wants to take if, if, if do what Man City does Pep Guardiola can't use them don't want them don't want them but this is where you're going to come into an issue right I totally agree with everything the user's saying but you have a manager that does want them we know in our heads and hearts and any football fan watching it looks at Anthony and says you're not fit for Manchester United it was too big a step that has been a mistake I agree with you that he needs to be sold. I want him to be sold. He never will be sold under Ayrton Hag because he's Ayrton Hag's boy. But with this new structure in place, is it not just up to Ten Hag? This is where I am intrigued to see the dynamic. If it was the Glazers? Yeah. Andrew would be staying. But do you not think it was a statement tonight playing Rashford and dropping Anthony? Oh, after after the Newport. Do you know, he didn't. There, There would have been, everybody was waiting on it. Most of the fans were waiting on it. Rashford will be sitting on the bench. It'll be Garnacho, Holland, Anthony. And he didn't. No. He stuck to his yeah. game plan and played Rashford over Anthony. I agree, but our point was whether we expect Anthony to be sold, whether we're going to see Anthony leave the football club. Now, Anthony's still got minutes tonight, Mum. Unneeded and unnecessary minutes. Now, if you could go, if you were the manager on the sidelines, right, would you have brought on Anthony or Ahmed Diallo? Ahmed Diallo all day long. Mm, but he took off Rashford. Mm. So, so uh, yeah, and then he took well, off Rashford and then he took off Garnacho. So, Amadiallo can't play the left side, he's very right sided. Neither can Anthony. Well, Anthony apparently <laughs> can. <laughs> Neither can Anthony. Anthony is a right winger who converts onto his left foot to score goals. He was brought on to left wing. I, I thought it was a bit of a statement tonight when his boy was sitting on the bench. I get where you're coming from, but the point I'm trying to make is Anthony still stole minutes tonight from Abu Diallo because Anthony came on and Abu Diallo didn't. And for as long as Anthony persists as a squad player, he will steal minutes from Facundo Palestri and Abu Diallo's. I don't want that. No. No, 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 no. If I had my way. And now Palestri's away. Exactly, Kieran. I was just going to say that. If I had my way, Anthony would have left and I would have been playing Palestri and Abu Diallo when I needed to bring a winger on. But I'm not going to get that now. Who's going to buy him? That is a conundrum for our new Super Wigs. Yes. Who I trust the ship on whoever they want to. You can join Jesse Lingard in the Korean League. Yeah, we've seen that thing. Well, who are they going to do? <laughs> who did Jesse end up with? FC Seoul have bought Jesse Lingard. Two year deal. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, Kieran and I were sitting laughing at it and then we sort of 
said to each other it's probably a big marketing move for them you yeah. know Jesse Lingard has an yeah. immense yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's a very yeah. heavy Instagram fan like, so that's all he is now he's not a footballer no never was absolute prick but uh, <laughs> positive to be taken for the I think this is where we'll end it guys and we're back for the West Ham game big one yeah they're all big ones now yeah they are all big ones yeah, we'll be back a wee bit earlier. We'll do a bit of a look ahead and have a, a more in-depth discussion of everything that's going on at Man- Manchester United and then we'll get watching the game. But thanks for listening to this. Check out the socials, Mum's Instagram posts. We're going to pass Twitter across on to Kieran so he can have a stab at his own stuff with tweets, maybe argue with a few years. I'll check in every now and again and read, make sure he's not being abusive. help <laughs> me. <laughs> I'll give you points for being abusive. I'll take what I can get. Listen, three points. It was a cracking watch. Oh, oh brilliant game. Brilliant, brilliant advertisement for the Premier League. Yeah, as Absolutely. a part note, Mum and I sat last night and I was talking to Kieran and I think all three of us were kind of like, oh, do you know what? Tottenham game was good. Liverpool game was decent. You know, they're going to be a drag. Not at all. I thoroughly enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah. For a change. Yeah, well, look, everyone has opinions on football. Everyone has opinions on United. Just don't be pricks to be sure. Nice See you on Sunday. <laughs> good night.